Welcome to Inner Peace with Dr. Reese, a program that can help you become liberated in the modern world. Now, here's your host, Dr. Kevin W. Reese. So let's go to China. What exactly is qi, and how do we use it to our advantage? Welcome to episode number 41. And who better for me to talk to than the earth walker himself, <laughs> Mr. Eric Harris, who is making a second appearance on the Peace Pod. So, Eric, what's this qi all about? How would you explain it to the listeners? Yeah, so qi is like our life force energy, mm-hmm. okay? And it's within all things. It's within all living things on the earth, right? Mm-hmm. And it is something that is like free-flowing, and immovable, right? But it can also be be blocked at times, right? right. Um, so we have in our in our bodies, we have six paired meridians going down our arms and six paired meridians going down our legs, mm. and that's where the chi flows, right? Um, and that's like if you go to an acupuncturist or somebody like me does acupressure, you work the acupoints on those meridians. Okay, mm. um, there's so many different other ways to explain chi, but like that's basically like it's our life force energy, right? And um, there's many different forms of it. There's, you know, prenatal chi, postnatal chi. The way you get chi mm. is from the air that we breathe and the food that we eat, right? right. That's after we, we have been born, right? right? And it's all about, you know, our diet and, and, our, and our lifestyle, right? And doing things like qigong and tai chi, yoga, breath work, these are other, you know, ways to boost our chi right i saw a taoist master one time who took some newspaper and rolled it up into a little ball and sat there and put his hand over it and lit the newspaper on fire (laughs) yeah (laughs) and safe to say he was pushing his chi out yeah yeah, probably creating some yang energy. Yeah, mm. some fire. Um, yeah, it's, I mean, and I think you'd get a kick out of this. Um, I don't know if I mentioned this before, but like the way that the meridians were discovered in our body was that Taoist monks thousands of years ago sat in meditation in caves and they s- literally saw the way the energy was flowing through our body. Right. And then they wrote it down. You know, and then they passed it on, you know, and that's how we know how it, how how the energy flows, right? So being right. more in touch with ourselves, in touch with our energy, and then being connected to the natural world around us, right? right. And in that way, that's how you can tap into doing things like that, you know? <laughs> it's Jedi stuff. Basically, yeah. It's basically Jedi yeah. stuff, yeah. for sure. And, that, and that's, I, I tell people all the time, the Jedi are real. Yeah. And yeah, maybe it's exaggerated a little for science fiction purposes, like but Yeah, but this it's... is this is where George Lucas got the whole concept from. Mm-hmm. We have this energy and sometimes it gets blocked as you said, and then there are modalities. How does acupuncture work? The needles. So basically you the, the needles don't first off for people that have never experienced acupuncture before it's not like a, a needle like if you go to get 
um, blood drawn right. or, you know, if you're getting a vaccine or something, um, it's, it's very tiny. Okay. And it, it is not, it, it's not that deep and it's not that thick either. Right. Because where chi flows in our body, it's, it's that space in, in between, like when you go through the skin mm-hmm. and it's, it lies right, right above. Blood, above our blood flow mm. okay so it's like it, it's right under the dura there that's where and that's why when we do qigong it, it we have it relaxed but then there's also a little bit of tension because you get to that space where the energy flows mm. right and so when you put the acupuncture needle in that specific acupoint on the meridian it starts to activate that chi flow in mm. that area right and and you focus when when you know where the meridians are you can put a point in one area that's going to actually open up another area of your body right right and so that's why they're put you, you know you'll put points in your feet to actually open up your head right you know and things of that nature there's a point on your hand that's going to open up your your head if you have a headache or something like that you know acupuncture is becoming very popular i'm seeing actual physicians that are getting licensed in acupuncture or chiro- yeah. tons of chiropractors. Yeah. And there is a distinction between some of what they're getting certified in, which is dry needling. Hmm. That's a little bit different than Chinese acupuncture. Hmm. Um, the, a lot of those physicians, that's what they're doing. Um, and dry needling is like a Western approach to it. And it's like to focus on specifically loosening muscles, tendons. And those needles actually go deeper into the body and they can be bigger and then they can be longer. So hmm. just to kind of give that distinction sure. than traditional Chinese acupuncture. The West needles. is always, always messing things up. <laughs> you know, they're doing the best they can, but yeah. um, but it, but it's just it's just different. The Chinese have had a grip on this stuff for a long, long time. The herbs, the acupuncture, the flow of energy. Let's talk about Tai Chi and yeah, Qigong, Qigong or Qigong. Qigong yeah, because sometimes they yeah. pronounce, they Koreans, write it with a, Koreans say Qi, Chinese say Qi, right? Even though it's spelled the same way. QI. Q, that was what I was going to say. Yeah. So, and I've seen you do it. And, you know, for just a regular person walking by, they're like, oh, look at that homeless guy playing with the air. <laughs> 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 the average person don't know what you're doing. Yeah. You're moving around in a certain motion. Mm-hmm. And it looks like you're playing with a balloon that's not there. Yeah. Did I ever tell you about uh, the time many years ago I, I worked at a parking lot? Mm-hmm. Uh, like in as a parking lot attendant, this oh. was like when I was basically in the throes of my healing journey, and I was coming into you know healing and learning all these modalities, right? Yeah. And so I had gotten a part time job and stuff, right? And when it wasn't busy, I started doing my tai chi next to the next to the booth, right? Yeah. Well, one day this was in West Hartford. One day these cops roll up and they get out of their car and they say, "What are you What are you doing there?" You know, and I'm like, uh, I'm doing Tai Chi. He's like, Can I see some identification? <laughs> right. And I'm like, um, I'm working here. Like no one was here. I was just doing this, you know, taking a little break. Like, do you really need my identification? He's like, well, OK, no, I guess not. But I'm like, OK, I'm just here, just standing here doing very peaceful. Right. And I'm not doing anything. Right, right, right. <laughs> and then they were like, and I just said, no, I'm not giving you my identification. They said, OK. And they got in their car and they walked away. They drove away. Wow. <laughs> but yeah, like most people, like 
my teacher told me about one of his students that in New Hampshire he did, he was doing Tai Chi and they actually arrested him, right? And he spent a night in jail. But then he got a lot of promotion because everybody found out about him. Because, <laughs> wow. you know, but yeah, it's funny. Not a lot of people know what it is, but I feel like more people are becoming open to it. You yeah. Know? Um, what are you doing? So what am I doing when I do Qigong and Tai Chi? Yeah. Right? So How would you explain it? So basically, you're connecting with your energy in the way that I teach it is like in your connecting with the earth and you're connecting with the heavens, right? Mm. We are between heaven and earth, between the universe, creator, spirit, whatever you want to call it. Dao. Right? Dao, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so you start by grounding your energy into the earth, right? And then connecting with the heavens. And then... Like an antenna. Basically, yeah. Mm. And think like, I, I explain in my classes all the time, that it's like you're rooted into the earth, mm-hmm. like, like a tree, you know, but you're floating in the sky with the clouds, okay? And after you have that connection, then you you do these specific movements to open up the energy through those meridians mm. that I was explaining before, right? And and so there's a reason for, for every movement, you know, especially with Tai Chi, like being like a kata, like, you know, it, it is, and the difference between Qigong and Tai Chi is that Tai Chi is actually a self-defense form, can be applied as a martial art, right? Mm, and right. it's a specific, like we practice the yang style, which is 108 different movements in the long form or 24 different movements in the short form. When you say the yang style, you're talking about the opposite of yang. No, I'm no. actually talking about one of the, I believe there's five different styles of Tai Chi, Chen style, Wu style, Sun, uh, sun style, yang style, Okay. And I'm, I'm forgetting another one, but but okay. it's it's actually specific, it's different than Yang and Yin. It's it was I named see. after a family who who created uh, it thousands of years ago. Gotcha, gotcha. So, and my teacher is actually um, his teacher is the sixth generation lineage holder of the Yang style Tai Chi. Okay. So there's only one person in that generation that mm. gets that distinction. Okay. So, um, so he's like directly with the family line going back. You know, nice, nice. a long time. So what are the benefits of doing these exercises? Yeah, so... I mean, the last time you were on this podcast, you know, I went and used the bathroom. And as we know at this library, it's a long library and the bathroom's <laughs> way down there. And I come back and we were outside. Yeah, it was the summer. It was the summer. Yeah. It's not the summer anymore. Yeah. And I walk out and you're doing the exercises, just, you know, passing your time, yeah. waiting for me to come back. And yeah. so what what were the benefits of, of doing that? Are you centering yourself? Yeah, it, it is. I mean, it's it's another form of meditation, too. You know, we call it meditation in motion, right? Right. Um, but it does so many things. Like, you know, for me, having dealt with a lot of the health issues of my spine and stuff, like, it's, it's just incredible for strengthening my back and loosening everything, the tendons, the ligaments, the joints, right? Mm. Um, but it also, yeah, it does center me. And, you know, I become more grounded, helps you to quiet your mind. You know, it's, it's, a, it's a, another, it's almost like, you know, using a mantra, you know, but you're focusing on the on the energy flowing mm. instead of focusing on the word, you know, when you're sitting in meditation. Right. Right. So um, but it can do so many things It can help to, you know, besides on the physical, like helping your joints and, and, and all that, um, it can help to 
strengthen the lymphatic system, help to open up the circulation. It's good for digestion. It helped, It can actually help to build your bones. So like if you have osteoporosis, osteopenia, it can strengthen them. Mm. Um, there's, there's so many benefits, you know, besides the fact that it's going to make you more calm, more grounded, right? So it can help with anxiety, depression, mental health issues, you know? So it's like really, it really can help in any really, really almost any facet of your life, you know, on like those different levels, mental, emotional, yeah, so spiritual, the, physical. The benefits sound very similar to, you know, the physical exercise of yoga. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's been around just as long. Qigong has been around for thousands of years. Correct. Just yeah. like yoga. Yeah. Tai Chi is a little bit more new, but now that's even been around for 800 years or something like that. You right, know? right. Um, but yeah, and it's just different. I mean, and the reason why I like Qigong so much is because it, it can be applied for anyone to do. Like it, it can be very simple and it can be modified for any skill level or like physical ability. Seniors can do it. Seniors can do it. Kids can do it. People that are dealing with health issues can do it. It can be modified. You can sit down and do it if need be. So that's why I like it so much. I mean, I've done yoga too, and that was a big part of my healing journey way back when, mm -hmm. you know, but then it got to a point with the health issues that I was dealing with, I couldn't do a lot of the yoga exercises, you mm -hmm. know, but I could do Qigong, you know, and, and, and so I still do yoga. I modify stuff and, you know, but that's why it's like, I always do go back to Qigong and I do Tai Chi too, you know, um, but the reason that I think that's why that over the years I've I've gravitated more to Qigong because it's like everybody can do it because not everybody can even do Tai Chi too. There's certain movements that with the kicks and the, the different you know bends and twists and stuff that can sometimes be a challenge for people. Do um, you do you feel a difference when you're out in nature? Because I've seen you do, I've seen videos of you doing it like yeah on a rock on a river yeah. Like you're just out the earth walking. So yeah, because I'm so connected with nature, it's, I mean, it's like night and day, the difference between doing it outside of nature and doing it inside. Like, right. I mean, I, I also, I can connect to nature anywhere that I am. Um, but like I, I have this, since I've been doing it for so long now, like I have this ability to, I, I can almost like tap into the energy of the trees and the plants that are around me mm -hmm. when I'm outside or the water or the rock or, you know, whatever is around me. And I, and, and when I do it for a little while and I soften my eyes, I actually, just like if you can see the aura of people, the energy around them, I start to see the aura around the plants and trees. Mm. And, 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 and it's like an incredible feeling too. You know, it's not just seeing yeah, it's, you yeah, know, yeah. visually, but like, you know, you're connecting at another level um, because they all have energy too. Did, did you have, uh, absolutely it runs through everything. Yeah. Did you have to, when you started, did you do visualization practices for that to get to that or it just appeared one day? Hmm. I think it actually just appeared one day after a, a lengthy session of practice and, I, and a lot of times I, I do it with my eyes closed and then I slowly open my eyes and they were like half open, you know, and then I was like, wow, I can see like, you know, it's almost looks like ethers of like when you see like in the summertime, like the energy coming off a hot pavement or something, right? Like that's what you see like around 
the plants and trees. Oh, in, in the Zen tradition, they may call that a satori. Okay. Which is a glimpse of what it would be like to be completely self-realized. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm. Just like those monks, Taoist monks you spoke of at the, at the beginning yeah. of this recording. Yeah. When you go so deep into meditation, it's like in the movie The Matrix when he goes green. Mm. And his vision finally, whoo, yeah, green. He sees everything. Because, you know, it's mentioned on this podcast all the time. The material world <laughs> is somewhat of an illusion, right? Because it comes down to cells and then molecules and then atoms and that, then boom, we're at electricity. Yeah. Right? And this is what Santos Bonacci was breaking down on his whiteboard a few episodes ago. And so when you readjust the world from that perspective, whoa. Yeah. Is Eric Harris really sitting in front of me right now? Are we really in this room? And is that tree outside really a tree? Yeah. Because if you break it down to the energetic level yeah whoa (laughs) well yeah and it's like is this chair are these chairs that we're sitting in no are they really static are they like are they really just this stable you know non-moving thing yeah not really it's it's layered yeah on an on an atomic level right they're they're moving right right Right. so and yeah and we are electrical beings you know and so like chi is basically another word for our electricity correct you know correct so so definitely for anyone listening to this go back to the santos bonacci episode and you'll start connecting some dots here the chinese they just they were just advanced hmm. i mean they even created the gun <laughs> or the air or the gunpowder yeah so thanks for war china but thank you for the chi <laughs> yeah thanks for the health and healing too <laughs> <laughs> they really did have a grip on things and let's go back to those monks that were in the caves doing the meditation. They went so deep that they could see. They could see the electricity, right? Um, there are Taoist uh, teachers out there right now. Uh, Mantuk Chia is one of them. Yeah. Where they can teach you just from their books and YouTube videos and whatnot how to actually circulate it through the body mm-hmm. and usually it starts in the the conception vessel yes at the base of the spine yes yeah yeah at the bottom of the chakras basically right yeah. and yeah. then it comes back around up your back yeah and then down over your head and then it comes back down and it's yeah. like almost yeah, so, like an egg yeah and so it, we call that um conception vessel and governing vessel mm-hmm. breathing and meditation right yeah. and so i do a meditation where i you know, you focus on the light at the bottom and then you breathe up the front and see the conception vessel comes right up the center and it meets at the governing vessel right basically below <laughs> like your nose, like right at the top. So it meets Mustache. The, yeah, basically, yeah. And, and then the governing vessel comes up and then it circles around. And so that's, that's that connective circle. It's called Du and Ren in Chinese. And with visualization... You can circulate it yeah. with your awareness. Mm-hmm. I heard one master say, the chi follows the yi. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yi, uh, awareness or attention. 
So if you can visualize your attention somewhere, you can actually move the energy. Yeah. This is that Jedi stuff from Star Wars. Yeah. How did Yoda make the spaceship come out of the water? How did they make rocks float? Yeah. With attention. Mm-hmm. And connection. And connection. You know, connection to all that is and knowing that like, you know, I am the rock. I am, you know, I am that. Yeah. And so when I am that, I can connect with that and and let the energy flow right. to it. Right. Right. This attention and circulation of chi is also something mentioned in a very powerful book that I have in my library. Uh, I almost don't want to mention it because I think it's a little too advanced for the listeners. Uh, it's called The Secret of the Golden Flower. And it's a specific meditation and, you know, people are known to levitate yeah. <laughs> with it. If yeah, you, you've been telling you, me about it. I haven't if you go gotten into it far yet. enough. And I, I found one guru who, you know, was talking about the golden flower and, and all that. And he was like, look, if you want to understand it better, then go get a Mantuck Chia book mm-hmm. who is a modern guy. He's around. He's like he's like seventy. He's famous for the sex talk. He talks a lot about like tantric and yeah, tantric. Sex. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And but in in his you know books, he he teaches you how to circulate the the chi. And so, but the, the secret of golden flowers, ancient. Yeah. So it's you know you know ancient books sometimes aren't described easily. Yeah. You know. So it's like if you read a Mantuck Chia and then you go to the Golden Flower, you can kind of put two and two together and, you know, and then what you're saying with the circulated, and I've heard those terms, the governor, and so it all kind of makes sense. But it's fascinating that we can actually move this energy with our attention. Yeah. That's just, that's so beyond language and... I think sometimes people get caught up on language, not realizing that language is man-made, but you know that tree isn't, you know, and and our energy isn't. And if we can just learn through these practices that you're talking about. So if somebody were to start doing, you know, these meditations, it's more than just a physical exercise. This is something that can take them down the path of masterhood. Yeah. It's an, and it's another form of enlightenment in a way, you know, and, and, and self-realizing, like you said, self-realizing because it does bring you closer to yourself, paying more attention to your body and, right. and seeing and feeling where the energy flows and where, okay, I feel that there's a little bit of a blockage here in this area and it might need right. some extra attention today, right? Because every day can be different. So it's, you know, it's 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 another form of, of self-awareness. That's a good transition. Pain. Louise Hayes was famous for doing pain meditations. 
helping people circulate and unblock. Yeah. Um, Osho was as well. And he was, if anyone knows about Osho, he was, he was sick. His body was ravished. He handled pain like unbelievable. We have the capacity to handle pain with this awareness technique. So if somebody had pain, say, in their left knee, Eric, what could they do to relieve that pain by using the chi and using their attention? I mean, the simplest thing that they could do is is place their hand on their knee, mm-hmm. right? And then start to become aware of that that grounded connection to the earth mm-hmm. and that energy from the universe coming in through the crown of their head, mm-hmm. right? And the then antenna. see that that energy flowing to your hand, to the center of your hand, okay? And at the center of your hand, you have what's called pericardium three, okay? Mm-hmm. And that's where a lot of energy flows in and out, right? Yes, yes. And so then... You bring attention to your hand, and you and you will start to feel a little bit of heat a lot of times, yes. right? And and you start to focus on on love and light and you know whatever healing thought you you want to be. This is the awareness, you know, and what and what you want your need to feel, not what it is feeling right. at that time. And and so even if it's if you have to remember, like oh. I know what it feels like for it to be, you know, feeling good. Or like, oh, if it's just the left knee, how's the right knee feeling? Oh, the right knee feels really good. I want the left knee to feel like the right knee, mm. right? And but and just to sit and 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 have the energy flow. I mean, that's that's one simple thing that people can do. Um, there's also getting up and doing some qigong exercises to to strengthen and get movement of the tendons and ligaments and muscles around the knee, right? Mm. Um, there's even specific acupoints that people can hit. Um, there's an acupoint on the foot actually on the outside that you push that button, basically flip the switch. And a lot of times the knee pain will just go away. Mm. So where does Reiki fall in all this? I mean, Reiki is, is chi. It is energy. It's coming out of your hands. Yeah. Well, yeah, and it's and that's what, see, like I said, the Japanese call it ki too. The Japanese, Korean call it ki, so rei ki. You know, reiki means you know connecting with this universal energy for for healing. Mm. You know, so qigong healing and reiki healing are basically the same thing, just with a different name. So somebody who has harnessed and sort of mastered this energy coming through them they can go over somebody's body with their hands and make them feel better. Yeah. And it's being a conduit of the energy. Like it's not, it has nothing to do with your ego. Right. You know, like, and like I did this. You're a middleman. Yeah, you're a middleman. You tap into the energy and you let it flow and then you don't have an attachment to the outcome either. You know, and so it's what you say, what is in the best interests of the person? What is in their highest good? You know, that is my focus. You know, what is their intention? You know, I would like, you know, I want energy to flow to their intention and let me be a conduit. And so it is. The hand is, is, is a big part of this. Uh, going back to Osho, I've, you know, 
there's pictures of him, you know, when a you know disciple would come or whatever, of him. There's two places he would rub someone. One, the third eye, and two, the palm of the hand. Mm-hmm. So that makes sense on why, you know, someone would, you know, a self-realized master would, would yeah. do that, right? Yeah. He's sending their energy in, into their passageways is maybe the right word. I don't know what the right word is, but. Sure. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. It's amazing stuff. Yeah, we do this one Qigong routine. I call it the five-pointed star. So you bring your both your hands out to the side, and you focus on that energy at P3. Then you have the crown of your head, Governor 20, right? And then the bottom of your feet, Kidney 1. And then you breathe into those points, and you inhale, bring the energy down. Exhale, you come to the ground, bring the energy up. And it's powerful. Yeah. yeah. This is a whole new avenue of healing. Yeah, so it's fascinating to me being I was, you know, I was trained in healing people through the diet and yeah. fasting. So this is a whole other aspect of you know, modalities that people could be doing. We can all be Jedi's. We all are Jedi's. Yes. Pretty much. <laughs> pretty much. And and that's where the term self-realized comes from, which I think is maybe a more appropriate term than enlightened. I think that whole enlightened movement in the 1800s kind of ruined the word. Mm-hmm. It made the word a little dirty because they were just filling their brains with knowledge. Yeah, They were just reading books, and it yeah. was about becoming a good man instead of literally full of light. Yeah, it know? was more intellectual. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Than in the heart or, you right. know, or in the spirit, you know. Right, right. So... Let's go back to pain a little bit. You've had plenty of pain in your life to last a few lifetimes. Yeah. If you knew everything that you know now, back then, how could you have handled your, would you have been able to handle your pain better? Because when you were going through your pain, you were younger. Yeah. And you weren't as experienced as you are now. Yeah. Um, And this is just to say that, you know, there's somebody out there in a ton of pain. Yeah. Could have been a car accident. Doesn't necessarily have to be a disease. Yeah. Un- unfortunately, there's way too many people that are dealing with chronic pain and chronic illness. Yeah. You know? um, and it's getting more and more mm-hmm. you know, every year in our society and in our world. So, yeah. Um, I mean, it's interesting because, yeah, it would be nice if I knew everything I know now back when I was 16. Right. When I first broke my back and first went through my real big like issue with pain. Right. But then at the same time, like it's all part of my journey. Right. And, and the lessons that you learn. But um, the one thing I would say is to, you know, be be more easy with myself, you know, like allow it to happen, not have as, as much resistance to it, you know, because that was that was probably the hardest thing in my journey is like being angry and upset that it happened Mm. right and then not accepting that it happened and being almost like in denial and like stubborn about it you know and that did not allow me to heal and move forward right because it was like no i'm okay i'm okay you know you know what i'm saying yeah so i i think that would be the one thing that i would tell myself like you know 
accept it and, and know that there is a lesson there. Life happens. And that and that you are going to learn from it and be stronger yeah. and 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 grow from it. Yeah. So hard I mean, to do at sixteen. It's hard to do at sixteen. Hard to do yeah. at twenty six. Yeah, it could be hard to do at thirty six, forty six. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So but um but that's you know, that's a big thing that I work with when I you know, with clients and stuff. It's like where you know, where you are now is not where you're going to be. And like that, but, but you have to accept the past because there's nothing you can do about it right. too, right. you know? And when we lament on that and folk and dwell on that, dwelling's bad. that doesn't, that doesn't help anything. And you kind of recreate all these things in your mind. So that's why when you say, Oh, when you go back and I'm like, well, I kind of don't want to go back. Like, you know what I mean? Right, <laughs> there's right. nothing I could do about it. But, right. but you know, that's what I would say to my 16 year old self. Yeah. You know? And that's what I think a lot of people could hear that, you know, it, it's unfortunate. It doesn't, it doesn't lessen the impact of what has happened to you. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, it doesn't mean that it's not, uh, not, uh, I hesitate to say bad thing, but like, you know, a difficult thing, right? It doesn't lessen that. But when you accept it and you surrender to it mm-hmm. and, and let go, it's, it just, it just, it, it's, it, it's, it makes way it's, for, it's for healing. It's it powerful. makes way, it, it allows you to let go of what we call stagnant energy, stagnant chi, right? And so what, and what happens when you let it go and the energy moves more freely, you open up to the universe for healing to occur for, and, and when the energy is flowing freely, you're open to unlimited possibilities. So can negative thoughts block the chi? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think we tend to to limit ourselves a lot, you know, and and that's a lot of, you know, when our our ego mind has control over us, you know, and and you you don't there's it's a narrowed focus. It's a narrowed scope, you know, thinking small, not thinking big, right? Or seeing from another perspective, you know, witnessing your life as opposed to you know, being ruled by that, that aspect of your life, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. So staying in the present moment and not letting our mind take control and becoming like, you know, emptiness so that she can flow through. Yeah. So the four principles of Qigong are Zhen, Song, Jin, Kong. Right? And we chant them in, in class, almost almost every class, at the end of every class. So Zhen is our connection to the universe and connection to the earth. We stand in an upright position, spine straight, and be that conduit of energy. Mm. Right? Song is relaxing. So allowing to relax into that energy. Right? Jing is tranquility. So it's that tranquility of mind, allowing things to come and go, our thoughts to come and go, right? And Kong is emptiness. Mm. So going to that space of nowhere. That's what just made you think of that, huh? Yeah, which is now and here. Emptiness is the, you know, a common theme in all the master's teachings, you know. Uh, Becoming like a flute, Mm -hmm. hollow. Yeah. Right? How do we play a flute? We put our breath through the hollow. Yeah. And then it makes beautiful noise. 
Mm-hmm. And that's our goal, if you will, as humans to become hollow so that whatever it is that you're into flows through you. Mm-hmm. God, Tao, Chi, etc., 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 etc. You said the key word earlier, just a minute ago, surrender. A lot of folks don't like that word. They think of the white flag. I give up. Like they're not fighting anymore. Like Roberto Duran, no mas, yeah. a famous boxing match yeah. many decades ago. Mm-hmm. You're a quitter. You're not a man. Yeah. That's not what we mean with surrender in the spiritual world, is it? No. Surrender is not giving up. If anything, it's actually kind of the opposite it's in in this way like it's you're you're surrendering to what is and you're accepting what is right but and then that allows you to actually be more determined and 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 like it allows you to move forward on your path and and to give you strength because there can be strength from surrender you know and so so yeah it's not giving up surrender does not mean giving up Mm -hmm. in this term Mm -hmm. at all um, and this this goes back to what I was saying about language. Yeah. Because language is man-made, it's confusing. Yeah, and there's different interpretations. Exactly. Of it. You exactly. Know, it, the same word can have different meanings. One, one guru puts it the best. And he just says, I'll let go. He just calls it a let go. Mm-hmm. Instead of let go, he says, have a let go. Uh, so he presents it as um, like an event. Mm. Just go into a let go. Mm. And that's his way of saying surrender. Yeah. Because so many Westerners, that word turns them off. Yeah. So, you know, this goes back to what you were saying when when you were so injured at 16. Go into a let go. You accept what already happened. Yeah. And you're unattaching from it. Yeah. Right? Because if you're not your body, it changes the whole perspective of that injury or that pain. Yeah. And it can change the whole perspective of your thoughts because you're not your thoughts either. That changes the whole thing. Changes the whole dynamic of the whole thing. Yeah. Death as well. So if you're not your body and you're not your thoughts, then what's dying? Right? So then what are we? Right? We are we are a spirit. We are a soul. Yeah. Right? And our, that is everlasting. And it's formless. Yeah. That's one of the biggest understandings that hit me hard on my spiritual journey was the difference between formless and form. That one understanding was like, oh, okay, I get it. And the perfect example is oxygen. You can't see it, but you need it. Yeah. It's all around us. And how how did people explain it? you know, 500 centuries ago. Yeah, there's this invisible thing that is around you and you need it to breathe. Yeah. You know, before scientists got their microscopes and they yeah. started doing their experiments and scientists tend to overcomplicate things. And so, form versus formless. What an important understanding. And it makes sense for this episode because the chi is formless. Right? Mm-hmm. You can't really see it unless you can see it. And even when you see it, it's really 
unless you can feel it. <laughs> yeah. Really. Yeah. 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 Because it's it's really it's it, energy is it, it's a feeling. Yeah. The other day in meditation, I had this feeling just come up my back, like, whoosh, like tingles. Chi. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I mean, and it's like you know, I started visualizing like the Kundalini rising, you know, and what what is that, right? And and just FYI, the Kundalini is the secret of the golden flower. Okay. That's what it is. Okay. Yeah, they just didn't use the word Kundalini back then. Yeah. Or at least in the, in the Chinese culture, they didn't. Hmm. Kundalini is more Indian. Or, yeah. 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 Chinese and the Indians, man. Yeah, they they figured out a lot. And there's there's so many parallels and you know similarities, but there's so many differences too, you know. Yeah. Um, but they're just massive teachings that we can could take a, can often take a lifetime to <laughs> to understand and you know. Well, that's and, the beauty. Apply. That's the beauty of the Tao Te Ching too is the simplicity of it. Yeah. And somebody might not get it the first time. But I read it over and over and over. Yeah, it's a manual. Yeah. It's a manual. You know, Lao, Lao Tzu was amazing. And going back to India and China, you know, you know, Gautama the Buddha and Lao Tzu, like, those two guys are like, they're mm-hmm. different. You know, Buddha had a huge congregation, massive amounts of followers, famous. He was like a, a physician like a famous doctor, like a spiritual Dr. Oz. <laughs> he was famous. Yeah. Lao Tzu, hermit. Yeah. Don't want nothing to do with nothing. Just, I know what I know. Lao Tzu is the guy, you can't argue with him because he's not going to engage with you. Yeah. He's just going to smile at you. Yeah. Like, oh, this guy wants to argue. <laughs> <laughs> Earthy <laughs> in a cave or a wilderness atmosphere. Right? Just a few disciples. But both of them, such a huge contribution to the world, you know? So, and we talked a lot about that on your uh, last time here, 25 episodes ago or something <laughs> like that. So for the listener, go back and check that out, The Path of the, the Tao with Eric Harris. But today was all about Chi, and I think that... Uh, I think you were able to explain this to the listener, and I hope that there's some gems there. And certainly, they can go on your website, right? Yeah. They can see you, you know, floating over the river, making <laughs> no no police officer pulling you over on the river. <laughs> no. <laughs> and and you know. You sort of said connecting from the earth to the heaven, so it's always best to be barefoot, I'm assuming. Yeah, so you're earthing, you know, connecting to the earth, like, with those negative electrons and everything. But obviously, you can't always do that, especially in New England in the middle of winter. Yeah. You know, uh, it's not always comfortable for people. So, um, But you can, it's always that focus and attention, though. Even if you're not barefoot, you can intend to connect to the earth. So, What's your website? Chiforhealing.com. Chiforhealing.com. And if they're in the Hartford area, they can find your classes. And, yeah. Uh, you have videos as well, right? People can order them. Yeah. 
Okay. Yeah, I'm going to be coming up with some a lot of new things too this year. So different meditations and different digital downloads and so working on a whole new website. So be it same domain name though. But right. Yeah. So cool. And where can people find you on social media? Everything is at Chi for Healing. So C H I for Healing. Uh, except on Snapchat, I'm Earthwalker11. And then I just, I did sign up for that TikTok too, which oh. I'm Earthwalker11. Oh, man. <laughs> Haven't done much with that though. <laughs> I can't keep up. <laughs> but yeah, that's where everybody can find me. All right, great. I really appreciate you coming on and shedding light on all this. It's another good conversation. If you're looking for me and my work, go to drreese.com. That's doctor spelled out. And maybe I'll see you on the next episode. Maybe I won't. You never know. Thanks for listening to Inner Peace with Dr. Reese. If this episode opened your heart, feel free to share on social media and tell your loved ones. Also, be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode. Until next time, may peace be with you.